The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Russell brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNPROP to receive free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast NBA edition. It is Wednesday, October 27th, close to 11 a.m. on the East Coast. A lot of games today. I believe we have a 10-game schedule, but we are going to go through player props like we did on Monday uh, with myself and Jong. Uh, we had a pretty good day on Monday. We went about 4-2, and two, hit our double lock. But joining me today to go through the player props for the NBA schedule, it's the man that does both on and off the court. For the SGPN Network, it's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well. It feels good to be midway through the week, closer to the weekend, and a lot of sports going on. I'm trying to keep tabs on everything. All right. It's, it's so difficult, man. I think this is like, I saw where it said that they had like the four major sports going on at the same time in like 25 years. And like, mm-hmm. I know you have your own radio show and where you cover all the sports. And like you said, we're just trying to keep our head above water right now and try to just keep up with everything. Yeah. So the plan for today's show is, guys, we'll uh, get some general thoughts from Scott about how this NBA season's kind of started. I know most teams have about three to four games under their schedule, a very, very small sample size. But, um, you know, we'll get some general thoughts. And then, as usual, we'll get into our player props. We have about four each uh, for tonight's games, and then we'll wrap it up with a best bet for tonight's action. So, Scott, uh, let's just start uh, with what you've kind of seen so far uh, in the NBA. I know there's only about three or four games that most teams have played, but any team that's kind of, you know, standing out to you right now where you kind of want to keep an eye on, say, hey, they might have a pretty good season or they may be a threat to make a run in the playoffs. Any type of any type of those teams sticking out to you right now? Well, most people would say the Bulls, but yeah. they haven't played anybody. So yeah. I'm going to hold I'm going to pump the brakes on that one. I'll wait and see how they're going to do moving forward. For me, I'm actually looking at Atlanta, which I know sounds kind of obvious because they just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But people are expecting this team to regress. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around the Eastern Conference. I'm not really that impressed. I know Milwaukee has been solid. They're also still missing some players. Portis has barely played. Holiday's barely played. I still think Milwaukee right now is the best team in the Eastern Conference. But you're looking at the Nets. They've looked underwhelming, whether yeah. it involves Kyrie being out, whether it involves James Harden, looking completely lost when he's not going to the foul line 10, 15 times a game. Philly has been, well, Philly. So they've been pretty yeah. good. They blow games late, which we've seen before, which doesn't really surprise anybody. 
But without Ben Simmons, I think we can agree that team's probably not good enough to actually make a deep run. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they blew the Friday night game against the Nets yeah. made me laugh because I'm a Nets fan, so I found it amusing. But <laughs> 15 to 1 run to end the game. Shout out to Doc Rivers, man. Finding ways to blow <laughs> games this team should win. But it's the same story every year with that team. You yeah. have Embiid, you have talent with or without Simmons. And yet, you know, when push comes to shove, that team's probably going to fall apart down the stretch. Yeah. So I'm looking at Atlanta because Atlanta so far this season has just hit the ground running. And I think that that team might make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. That team is very, very good. You, I think when we talked about it in the preseason, we're talking about these conferences. And uh, I felt like, yeah, the East was stronger than the West, but maybe the East is a little more open just because of what the top two couple teams are dealing or two out of the top three teams are dealing with right. The whole Kyrie situation with the Brooklyn Nets and the whole rule change about not getting the fouls calls. Like, like we've seen with the uh, James Harden that he pretty much lives at the free throw line. Let's just get that out of the way. But I'm, I'm a Houston fan. So I saw it for many, many years where he would make a living at the free throw line. Now they've kind of taken that, that call away. Um, and then the other team, uh, which was the, like the Philadelphia 76ers, Personally, for me, I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated head coach in the history of the NBA. Am I we're on the same, we're on the same page on that one. Okay. So you're not, I'm not the only one then. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't understand what the love is for this guy. I mean... Do you want a title like, with one of the best big three of all time? Exactly. And this was, what, 2008 or what? Yeah, he had the be- you'd argue with the best big three of all... He had one of the best big threes of all time yeah. mixed in with a young future Hall of Fame point guard. Yeah. And ever since then, I, he hasn't done anything, anything to prove that he's this great head coach. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's always talking about, you know, the 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 whole the 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 movement for mm. you know Black Lives Matter and players and things like that. And I don't want to get political, but he's a great voice in the NBA. But as far as when we're talking about on the court, I I I, I don't get the I don't get the love for Doc Rivers. But yeah, I agree with you about those two teams, Atlanta. That was one of my best bets to take their over on the uh, on their win total. Again, we talked about chemistry and continuity with teams. Atlanta is one of those teams. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Any team in the Western Conference maybe sticking out to you? Uh, for me in the West, it seems like I'm still trying to get a full gauge on everything. Mm-hmm. Golden State looks really good. But yeah. once again, we yeah. got to see how Clay how Clay's going to look when he comes back. Yeah. So I'm kind of pumping the brakes there. I liked Memphis before the season. John Moran, I thought, would have a really, really nice year. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to drop 40 and 10. Should hope I kind of <laughs> wish it was 41, but you know, that missed free throw kind of hurt at the end. Yeah. But they've looked good so far. In the West, Utah, we know, is a world beater in the regular season. Doesn't really matter because we know in the playoffs they're probably going to fall apart. But yeah. I haven't really seen many teams really jump out to me in the West because a lot of them are the usual suspects. You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I'm very, very concerned about the Lakers team because well, we can talk about that another time, but I think there's too many personalities. We saw the scuffle between Dwight, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. But yeah, Golden State looks good. Again, that was another team that was very, very high on coming into the season. They didn't they cover also, for me last night. Yeah, that, that was rough, man. They got off to a slow start, but they they almost got the cover last night, but uh, the, 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 they, lost, they won by eight. The line was, what, nine? Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, one of those bad beats. Another another night in the NBA, we can say. But um, yeah, Golden State. 
Um, Memphis, yeah, I agree with you, man. Memphis is looking really good. Uh, big game tonight against a Portland Trailblazers team that is struggling, to say the least. Especially we disagreed about Portland on the Western Conference. Yeah, show. I know not, you liked them. I yeah. did not like anything they did during the offseason. And yeah. truth is, I don't know how much I can read into it because Lillard's shooting about 9% from the yeah. three-point line, so I'm not going to hit the panic button completely. But I did question some of the moves. There's not really much team depth. And unless Lillard is going to go flamethrower mode, or honestly, even just mediocre from the yeah. outside, they might win some games. When you're losing by 30 to the Clippers with a no Kawhi Leonard, yeah. you got some problems. Yeah, I agree. And Andy, like you mentioned, that he's shooting, what, like 10%, 9%. It's yeah. like 2 of 24 from three-point It's lanes. not good. Yeah, he's got he's got to play a lot better than it is. But again, it's only three games for them. I think they have a big game tonight against Memphis, so we shall see. Um, let's take a quick break here, Scott, and then we'll come back and we'll get into our player props for the games tonight. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever you wager first is WinBet will match it up to $200. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a free $200 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So improve, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, like I mentioned, I think a 10-game schedule tonight in the NBA. Wednesdays usually have more bulk of the games. Um, so we'll go through four player props uh, each, and then, like I said, we'll wrap it up with a best bet. Uh, Scott, I will let you go first here. What do we got as your first player prop for tonight? So I'm going to look at one of the teams that I root for, the only team I root for, in the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And I like a player prop on the Heat. And for this one, I'm actually going to be taking Bam Adebayo over nine and a half rebounds at minus 105. Now, looking around, Bam Adebayo, we know, is one of the most, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's really underrated anymore, but he's mm-hmm. definitely a quality center yeah. in the league. The Nets have a lot of center depth, 
None of the guys are really, really good. Aldridge has shown some signs. Claxton's still undersized. And Griffin, he's not close to being a center. He's kind of just running around out there, drawing charges, but he's kind of had a struggle to the start of the season. But Adebayo's been great on the boards this season. He's recorded at least 13 rebounds in each of the first three games. Brooklyn, not shooting the ball well at all. Ranks 23rd in true shooting percentage. So you have seen a lot of misses that you're not really accustomed to seeing with the Nets based on how good the offense was last year. Yeah. And you're looking at the overall numbers last year for Adebayo. He averaged 10 rebounds per game in three games against Brooklyn last season. But I do expect Adebayo to have a big game. We know he's going to be in the paint. We know that the Nets don't exactly have many floor spacers from the center position. Mm. Aldridge a little bit from mid-range, but I do expect to see Adebayo probably finish with around 12 and 12 or maybe more. You're looking yeah. at the spread. It's four and a half. So I do expect it to be a close game throughout. Adebayo should probably play 30 to 38 minutes in this game. Sure. And you know he's going to be in the paint the entire time. Yep. I like the over. I think nine and a half is too low. Yeah, this was one I was also looking at also because it's um, <clears throat> not one of my official ones here. But um, yeah, anything under under 10 right now for Bam, I think it's a steal right now, especially like you just mentioned for all the reasons. Um I guess a lack of size inside for the uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, and again, Bam is getting the minutes per on a nightly basis, right? I'm trying to pull up his game log here. Yeah, 29, 39, 23. So it's not like he's not getting the minutes. And like you mentioned, 13 rebounds minimum at least through the first three games here. He should have the opportunities against the Brooklyn Nets. I know we're not talking about size in total, but since this is your team, um, do you have a, a pick on the side or total here? I'm leaning to the under. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. I have a hard time taking an over when one of the teams has yet to allow more than 95 points in regulation. Yeah. That's the Miami heat. So I, I can't take an over with that team and the nets we've seen how Harden's been shooting the ball. It's not pretty. And yeah. I do kind of question besides Durant, if they have any consistent scores who can really put up 25 to 30, because right now Harden is not really cutting it. Miami offensively might have some issues this season. Defensively, they're great. Yeah. But going back to Adebayo, I know you mentioned the minutes. That was kind of what jumped off the page to me because Miami has been involved in two blowouts. So Adebayo has really not played an insane amount of minutes. Yeah. And he's still recording 13 rebounds, if not more, in every single game. Yeah. So if you ramp it up and give him 35 minutes in a spot, I do think nine and a half sounds criminally low here. I agree, and that's why I kind of want to put out the minutes. Is that again? This should be a closer game than we're thinking, right? Line is saying four, four and a half. I think Miami might win. Yeah, depending on your shop, and I think that you know, I, I really do like Miami here tonight. I think this is a more of a statement game for them. But kind of going back to Bam, yeah, again, if he's going to play thirty to thirty-five minutes tonight, he might get like again another night where he has sixteen rebounds. I mean, mm -hmm. they had the overtime game against the Pacers. He grabbed sixteen in that in thirty-nine minutes. So yeah, I like that player prop. Uh, for Bam out of bio tonight. Uh, going over to my first one, I'm going to stick with a um, center also, and it's going to be Mason Plumley over nine and a half rebounds. And we kind of go back to Charlotte's uh, team, uh, Hornets team last year, where they really didn't have a true big guy in the middle that can quote unquote rim protect or grab rebounds. I mean, they had uh, Biombo and they had Cody Zeller. I don't know Not if Yombo sure ever plays, to be honest with you. Yeah, and he's always like injured half of the time, right? And I don't think that was the answer for them. So they went out and got Mason Plumley uh in the offseason here. And he's off to a pretty good start for for the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, he's he's had 10 at least 10 rebounds in three out of the four games. 
Uh, the one game that he didn't, he had six, I think, which was a blowout against the Brooklyn Nets where they won that game by uh, 20, no, sorry, 17 points. He did play 28 minutes in that game, but um, other than that, he's he's been a rebounding machine right now, at least for the Charlotte Hornets team. Um, and, and I kind of go back and, again, talk about last season where they really didn't have that guy, and now they have that guy, Mason Plumley. Not really. There's a, not a lot of stats that are kind of backing this up for me. But again, I'm kind of buying low here. We're in the market kind of just where we probably see Mason probably later. Maybe his stat projections at 10, 10, 10 and a half for him. But I let nine and a half, anything under 10, I'm going to take him because he can get on the court at any point and grab 10 rebounds for you. So I'm going to go Mason Plumley over nine and a half rebounds. Well, I definitely don't mind that play, especially since looking at the overall numbers here. I just think that since Charlotte plays with a lot of pace, you might see a little bit of a track meet breakout if Orlando, young overall roster, Mm -hmm. decides to partake. And if that's the case, you will probably get more possessions and more opportunities for rebounds. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely don't mind that play at all. Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, Hit me with your next one, uh, Scott. So I'm going to stick with rebounds on this one, and I'm going to take a well-known player on a pretty crappy team. I'm looking at Brandon Ingram. On the Pelicans, and I'm looking at his rebounds, and it's currently priced at over five and a half at around minus 110. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that line to me? Because I've noted how it's five and a half. Hey, I'll tell you this Brandon Ingram has been the darling right now for the NBA gambling podcast and propcast and the Slack channel. So if they're going to continue to underprice uh, Brandon Ingram, we're going to keep pounding it every night. So you're not going to get an argument from me on Brandon Ingram. Looking through his numbers, though, he's recorded at least six rebounds in every game. He's yep. played at least 34 minutes in every game, and not all those games were close. So yep. even in some blowouts, Ingram is still getting decent minutes. Now, you're looking at the big men, you know, the matchup there between Adams and Capella. That's going to be a lot of rebounds gone, I will admit that, but mm-hmm. I do look at the fact that Ingram is still a really lengthy guy. He's about 6'11", so he's yeah. got height, and he's rebounded the ball well up to this point. And, of course, without Zion – being in the lineup, Ingram has kind of embraced a I don't know I don't know if he's officially listed as a small forward or a power forward, but he's been more involved in actually going for rebounds and being involved on the glass. And mm-hmm. I do think that Zion's absence will help him moving forward when yeah. it comes to putting up rebounding numbers. Five and a half at minus one ten. Sure. Until he goes under, I'm gonna keep taking the over. I agree with you, man. I mean we've been pounding uh Ingram points and rebounds for all the reasons that you just mentioned, especially his rebounding where he's gotten at least six and at a minimum of six in every single game through the first four games here. So again, if the market doesn't catch up on this, I understand the argument that, you know, the argument might be that you have Clint Capella and John Collins on the other side, but Brendan Ingram, six eleven, and I'm, I'm looking that they have him listed as a small forward um, and, and also Herb Jones as small forward. So they don't have a really defined power forward, but regardless Brandon Ingram is off to a great start for uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, especially in the absence of Zion. And I think, I forgot, I think you pointed this out that Brandon Ingram, uh, when we're doing their preseason um, previews, is that a guy might, that's a guy we want to keep an eye on because of the absence of Zion Williamson. So uh, Brandon Ingram over five and a half rebounds, you said, uh, Scott? Uh, Yeah. I was looking at points and rebounds as you were talking about, but the truth is DeAndre Hunter terrifies me. When it comes to him as a defender, so I'm just going to stay away and take the rebounds. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I'll go with my next one here, and I'm going to go with, let's see here. I'm going to go Fred Van Vliet, points and assists over 25 and a half for tonight. I'm pretty much fading this Pacers defense tonight, which is 
picking up right where they left off last season, which is pretty terrible. Uh, they're even worse against a point guard position. They're allowing 29.1 points per game and 7.3 assists. But add to the fact that Van Vliet is playing some heavy, heavy minutes for the Raptors. Uh, he's played a minimum of 35 minutes. And over the last um, three games, he's played 43, 39, and 37. And I don't believe any of those games have been going to overtime. So this seems like a kind of a buy low spot for Van Vliet. 25 and a half seemed a little low to me. Uh, I think he can have a great game here tonight, at least even scoring the basketball. I won't be surprised if he gets over the points uh, 25 and a half on its own. I'm tagging on the assist here. Last game, he had 17 um, in that prior game, but 25 and a half for me for Fred Van Vliet seems a little low. So I'm taking over 25 and a half. Yeah, the number sounds way too low. Indiana yeah. is an awful defensive team, except when I took the Heat minus three against them, and they yeah. somehow <laughs> ended up just putting the clamps down there. But Indiana, I've watched them play. When you're giving up 120 plus to the Hornets with no Rozier and the Wizards with no Beal, you got some problems. Yeah, I agree. And again, no Siakam. So I think that's opening opportunities for guys like Fred Van Vliet on this Toronto offense, which has kind of been subpar, but I think that um, they'll break out here pretty soon. Well, the ball is in Van Vliet's hand all the time exactly. because he's clearly their most reliable guy. Yeah. So. And this guy's a guy that can, again, we've seen him drop 30, 40 point uh, nights um, last season and, and at least throughout his career um, for the Toronto Raptors. So hopefully he has a great game tonight against this Pacers defense. Uh, let's take a quick break here, Scott, and then we'll come back and we'll get to our final two player props each for tonight's uh, action. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athlete so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite athletes, start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account. Use promo code SGPNNBA, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as a player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGPNNBA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And don't forget, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, uh, Scott, what's your next player prop for tonight? So I'm actually sticking with the same game. Uh, okay. between the Raptors and the Pacers. And I'm looking at Precious Achua and his rebound number is nine and a half. And the over is actually plus 105. Sure, I'll take plus money with the starting center for Toronto. Yeah. You're looking at his game so far and he's recorded at least 11 rebounds in each of the first three games. He's also been playing a decent amount for a guy who we weren't really sure what his role was going to be since he was acquired in the a Lowry trade to Miami, mm -hmm. but he's played at least 29 minutes in each of the last two games. Toronto has been involved in some blowouts though. So I am kind of curious in close games, what the Chua's minutes are going to look like, but he's clearly right now, Nick nurse's favorite center on the roster. So he's playing a decent amount of minutes and you're looking at Toronto. This team might not be great offensively. Mm -hmm. They rank second in the league in rebounding rate. 
They're a really good rebounding team. And yeah. Precious Achua has been really solid when it comes to just battling on the boards. Nine and a half at plus money for a guy that's had at least 11 with his minutes really not even reaching 30 most of the time. Yeah, I do think if this game's close, which I think it will be, because I don't think either team is very good, mm-hmm. the volume should be there. You know he's going to be in the paint the entire time. And I know that Indiana has some big men with Sabonis, a great rebounder, Miles Turner. But Turner mostly spends his time on the three-point line. Yep. So I think you're going to have one less big body in there. Mm-hmm. But Chua, I just think, should get the 10. And plus money, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, this was another one I was looking at this morning also. And then I saw an 8.5 at minus 125, but I'd rather get the 9.5 at plus money because he can get those 10 rebounds for the Raptors for all the reasons that you just mentioned, right? I don't consider Miles Turner a factor, especially inside the paint, because you just mentioned. How did Turner have 40 the other game, by the way? How did that happen? He was just knocking down shots. I was watching that game, and he was knocking down like three-point shots in that game. Um, career high for him, so congrats to Miles Turner. You stay outside and around that three-point uh, line, and we'll try to cash in on these rebounding props here for uh, for Precious Achua here tonight. So um, I see eight and a half. I prefer Scott's number at nine and a half at plus money. There's no reason why he can't get um, 10 rebounds, especially – Against a Pacers defense that's given up 13.7 rebounds to that center position. And also, and if you think he's a power forward, but he is the big man for this team, they're allowing 10.7 there. So I won't be surprised again if we see 10 plus from Precious, Precious Achua tonight uh, against this Pacers team. Um, for my last one here, and it's kind of a double dip, so it's two. I know we said four each, so I'm going uh, with the same guy here. That's going to be Anthony Edwards, over 28.5 points and rebounds uh, combined, and then also over 2.5 three-point shots made. Uh, Edwards is averaging just over 25 points per game in the three games so far this season. He also is a pretty good rebounder. He's averaging eight per contest thus far. Um, the Wolves, again, like I said, are taking the uh, going into Milwaukee tonight who will be without Drew Holiday, who is probably their best uh, perimeter defender. And the defense against a shooting guard in small forward position for the Bucks has been dreadful so far. I'm also adding Edwards, like I said, over two and a half, three-point shots made. He's averaging a little over 10 attempts per game. He's knocked down six, three, and four in the first three games. Bucks defense is allowing opponent, opposing teams to shoot 39.4% from the three-point line, which ranks third worst in the league and allow 14 makes per game uh, so far this season. So Anthony Edwards over 28 and a half points and rebounds combined, and then over two and a half, three point shots made. Well, I think you were being modest about Drew Holiday defensively because without Ben Simmons yeah. playing, he might be the best perimeter defender in the league. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, so him being out, I think that was a, a big tipping point for me. I think that's where the backcourt defense has really been struggling for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So I think Anthony Edwards is off to a pretty great start this season. Um, he's getting the shot volume. He's getting the minutes. And again, 10 plus or averaging a little over 10 attempts per game from three point line. I think he should have no problem getting three against this woeful um, Bucks uh, three point defense. Yeah. And since you kind of went through yours, because you double dipped, I guess yeah. I'll do my last two back to back. Go ahead. I'm looking at a star player. I'm taking Dame Lillard under. 28 and a half points at minus 118. Now, first of all, I'm a big Lillard guy, but I'll acknowledge how terrible he's been playing. He's been awful. He scored less than 21 points in each of the first three games. He's shooting just 36% from the floor and just 8.3% from the three-point line. 
So whatever's going on right now, he's yeah. in a serious slump, and 28 and a half is just way too high. He played against Memphis last season, a couple of high-scoring games in there, yet he only averaged 24.3 points per game while shooting just 34.4% from the floor. So Morant, we know, is a great offensive player. Yeah, Defensively, really, really underrated. And Memphis, we know, is a good defensive team. Mm. But you're giving me 28 and a half, like Lillard's in peak form. He's not. He's been terrible. And if you're not going to really be breaking 22 in any of your games so far, and you're against a solid defensive team, this number shouldn't be 28 and a half. I think it's solely based on reputation. I'll yeah. take the under. Yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of that tax that we talk about with at least money line bets, like especially in baseball when you have that Yankees tax, that Dodgers tax. There's also a superstar tax, and I think we've seen it with Luca's numbers sometimes being inflated and Giannis's numbers sometimes being inflated. For all the reasons that you just mentioned with uh, Damon Lillard that he's shooting, Scott, it, it's been bad, man. I know eventually he's going to break out of it, but you got to kind of ride the, um, the poor shooting right now. If he was having a great shooting start to the season, where do you think this number would be at? Usually Lillard's numbers are around 30 flat, 30 yeah. and a half, give or take. Yeah, so I think this is a great opportunity for to continue fading uh, Damian Lillard until you see him kind of snap out of it. Hopefully it's not tonight uh, and probably won't be because we're going up against a pretty good backcourt defense of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so, yeah, under 28 and a half. Uh, hey, what, hey, what else with your last one, uh, Scott? Before I get into the last one, just to kind of harp on the Lillard one one more time, you mentioned the superstar tax, and I was really hoping it would pay off for me because the first prop I was looking at when doing this was James Harden points, and I was hoping it would be like 25 and a half, something that you'd normally get. It was a 19 and a half, and I couldn't do it. It's one thing that you're acknowledging how awful he's been shooting, but for a guy that attempts about 17 shots per game, if not more. I can't take an under 19 and a half solely based on the volume, but that was one guy I was looking at who was slumping, who I was hoping for a superstar tax, didn't get it, but I got the Lillard tax, so I'll settle for that. But Harden, I was really hoping, was at like 25, something like that. It was a 19 and a half. I had to pass. At that point, there's just no value on that. You agree? It's... (laughs) When do you think the last time James Harden number was at 19 and a half when he was with the Thunder or maybe that probably first year he was with the Rockets? I couldn't do it, though, because he shoots yeah. so much. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? He may have a great shooting night one of these nights, but that's crazy to think James Harden points prop right now is sitting at 19 and a half. I'm saying mm-hmm. 20 and a half also, but that's just absolutely crazy um, for James Harden. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I couldn't do it. I'll take the lowered one instead because yeah. for two guys that are shooting terribly, I'm mm-hmm. getting about nine extra points for fading another guy who's not shooting the ball well. But looking at my last one, this is easily the most obscure prop that I have, and it might make you laugh by how obscure it is. Okay, It's Cadavius Caldwell-Pope. Oh, God. Under one and a half assists at minus 128. Main reason, he doesn't pass the ball. But looking at his actual <laughs> games here, he's recorded one assist in his last two games combined, you're looking at what the Wizards do. He had zero assists last game against the Nets. Main reason, Bradley Beal came back. When Mm -hmm. your backcourt is Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal, you're never really going to get the ball. And Caldwell Pope is constantly coming around screens. He's basically just a three-point spot-up guy at this point with this roster. Yeah, He never facilitates. He never really dribbles the ball. 
One and a half sounds like a low number because of a guy who's going to play probably 30 minutes. Mm. But looking at just his role on this team, I don't know when he'll ever have the opportunity to rack up two assists if he's really just there to stand in a corner and shoot threes. I agree. I think that that's kind of been his journey. If you ever go back to the Lakers, they brought him in to be that spot-up shooter. <clears throat> and now with the trade that they had with Russell Westbrook, I think the key thing that you just mentioned is getting Bradley Beal back, right? If Bradley Beal is getting doubled, that's going to open up the opportunities for KCP to take a shot. He's not going to want to dribble and pass the ball. No, he has a green light. Let, let's shoot this three ball. Let, let's shoot a jump, a jump shot. Um, so, again, yeah, one and a half. <laughs> under one It's a hilariously half. low number, but just for yeah. the fact that Beal and Dimwitty alone should probably combine for what? Like 40-something shot attempts? Yeah, at minimum. And you know they're not exactly catch and shoot. Beal can occasionally come around screens, but they're usually just handling the ball the entire time. Yeah. Hope's going to stay in the corner in case they double. He'll space the floor. But I really don't see many assist opportunities. Yeah, I'm not going to argue against uh, that one, especially at one and a half. So uh, there you go. KCP under one and a half assist. Scott, that'll bring it to the end of it, man. We gave out four player props each. Uh, do you have a very best bet out of your four that you want to give out to the listeners? So it's actually going to be the first one I mentioned. It's Bam yeah. bio over nine and a half rebounds. <clears throat> As a Nets fan, I watched him torch the Nets multiple times last year. Yeah, He's a tremendous player. And the Nets really are just fade material against quality centers mm-hmm. because they have a bunch of quantity, not a lot of quality. Now, Aldridge was great against the Sixers. He's been okay. But I still question... Who's going to match up with Bam, especially on the inside? They just don't have many guys. And we've seen the Nets struggle to get to the foul line. They take a bunch of jumpers just based on how the team is set up. You know, Durant's seven feet tall, but he's always on the perimeter handling the ball. You're looking at Harden, who's also going to take a bunch of jump shots. But they don't really get into the paint that much. And I do think that with all these jump shots, Adebayo might be uncontested for about half of these. Now, Lowry's supposed to come back and play. Bowler's supposed to play. Both of them are pretty good rebounders for their size. They're still not seven feet tall. Adebayo should have first dibs on these, and if he's going to play 35 minutes in a very close game, I do think you'll see a lot of opportunities. I'll take the over on Bam Adebayo rebounds. Yeah, I love that one, especially since it's at plus money, right? I think this guy, like we talked about. That was at minus 105. Oh, minus 105. Okay. Um, Yeah, even there, almost close to even money, but um, Mm – Yeah, no reason why he shouldn't be able to grab 10 rebounds here tonight against the uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, front court. Um, For mine, I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to take the points and assist over the 25 and a half here. Um, Again, this is, I think this is a number way too low for Fred Van Vliet, a guy that, like you mentioned, and like I mentioned, that will have the ball in his hands commanding this offense for the Raptors. Um, And again, this, this Indiana Pacers defense, which has not been good again this season. Off to another slow start, I think that it should be a pretty good night for Fred Van Vliet going up against this Pacers defense, which this game, I think we both agree, may be a little closer than we think. So that will be my best bet for tonight. Um, that will bring us to the end of it, man. I know we mentioned um, <clears throat> on our previous pods that we want to keep these uh, short 20, 30 minutes and get out these player props for the listeners. So, Scott, Thank you so much for joining me, man. Again, Scott's going to be a regular on the NBA Gambling Podcast, uh, podcast, a propcast for NBA. So looking forward to working with Scott all season long. Scott, uh, let the people know what you're working on and where they can find you on Twitter, man. 
So you can find me at Rachel Radio on Twitter. Besides that, doing fantasy either articles or doing fantasy football rankings updates every week. So stay tuned for those. I think we do a very good job over there. Yeah. And based on how the season has gone, so far my rankings have been pretty solid. So hopefully that continues to be the case moving forward. Other than that, a lot of editing. Uh, pretty much every podcast you do, which is about four a day. So I've been keeping busy. <laughs> Another four today. But yeah, of course, doing the guest appearances on either the MLB Gambling Podcast. I know we did our World Series preview for that. Uh, this podcast, of course, the NBA Gambling Podcast. So keeping busy. And hopefully I'll be on the air uh, a decent amount over the next couple of weeks. Yes, 100%. Scott's going to be uh, joining for sure, like I've mentioned throughout the season. Um, <clears throat> so working on some scheduling things, but uh, definitely Scott is always going to be in the fold. Always uh, great to have Scott on and get his uh, in, uh, his takes and, and, his, and pick his brain about um, what's going on in sports of both MLB, NBA, NFL, and all that great stuff. So, Scott, thank you so much for joining me, man. Um, with that being said, guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter as usual at SportsNerd824. Uh, we'll be back Friday. Yeah, we'll be back Friday morning uh, dropping another player prop uh, podcast for the NBA and also the NBA Gambling Podcast, which also will be out later today for tonight's game. So with that being said, good luck with your bets tonight. World Series Game 2 going off tonight, also with NBA action. Um, let's break the books off and let it ride. <laughs>